is making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF, two hours of uh, information about your house. We don't know specifically about your house, but information about uh, how you can make your house better than it is today. Or uh, keep it up and make it worthwhile when you go to sell it. Details on all this and anything you want to ask about with uh, Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. The uh, telephone number, 919-860-9783. Tim, how are you today? Good. How are you? Yeah, excellent. We're talking windows and doors and then eventually floors because later on the show... Uh, John Raper with Floors to Go uh, will be with us starting at 3 o'clock. I want to let everybody know that next week's going to be kind of interesting. We're going to be on the floor at the fairgrounds for the Man Expo. This is going to be a fun show, Tim. I'm looking forward to it. Um, So talk to me about windows. Will we also be talking about uh, exterior siding options, or are we going to delay that? No, no, no. We'll talk about exterior siding options, absolutely. No, we we're, but but I think that what's going to probably happen is we're going to take at this point we do not have like a uh, an individual one hour um, um, uh, interview like John Raper today or or on the twenty fourth we've got Chris Conrad from CMC Electric and we may just let the week go by and not have another one hour guest and take one hour and wander the expo. Technically, I don't know how we're going to do it. Maybe we'll drag people to us. One way or another, we're going to talk about the topic that you planned, which was what? Exterior uh, siding? Yeah, exterior siding options next week. And then uh, the 24th of June, we're going to talk about bathrooms. Right, right. All right, so today it's windows and doors. Tell me, which one first? By the way, I wanted to mention something. Yeah. Um, I had just found out this past week that Joe Formicola yeah. had passed away. Yeah. And... Um, he passed away the day after Memorial Day, and I wasn't aware of it. Joe and I were good friends, but I've ta- talked to him every two or three weeks, and it was a surprise. And I just want to let the listeners know, if you haven't seen that, that uh, the former um, mm-hmm. host of this show uh, passed away um, May 31st, right. unfortunately. Right. 68 years old, young. Joe Joe had a, um, a, a spirit for radio and a passion for being in charge of radio. I, I, I mean, it's it's a good thing. It is a good thing to be behind the microphone and to be, you know, the guy. And he, if you wanted a show, you had to have the guy. And that was his job, um, was to, to, to run things. And he knew a lot about lots of different types of radio. People don't realize that he was, through all the time he was doing talk radio for us, he was doing music radio nationally where he would pre-record his announcements in front of the songs and in a dozen different cities perhaps people thought that joe was living right next to him talking to him so yep uh, he's a good terrific performer and he was inducted into the hall of fame uh or being inducted in the hall of fame in the next three weeks in person and uh, they announced that back in march so it's a big loss to the industry so talk to uh, me about what we're going to talk about today so um Windows and doors. Well, we lose, uh, historically, I think, on the average, 38% of your heating and cooling is lost to your windows and doors. Mm-hmm. And and it's lost either uh, via air leakage, uh, 
U-factor issues or radiant uh, issues. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk further about those, the U-factor, SHGC factor, and um, air leakage we'll talk a little further about. But there's lots of different types of windows and lots of different types of doors. And I would encourage callers to to call in if you have any questions, any problems with doors or windows or thinking about making some changes or have some that are maybe unique or you don't know what they're called or why they're not working quite well or any question on storm windows, interior doors too. You know, anything you have windows and doors or, or just anything in general. If you want to call about, you know, that the roof or the tree outside or under your house or yep. uh, anything like that, we're, i uh, be happy to talk to you about it, but um, let's start with doors. Sure. That? Sure. So if you're thinking about changing, say, a front door, um, <laughs> most front doors are made out of um, either wood, mostly wood is what most front doors are that were built, say, in the 70s or 80s. Mm-hmm. Then they started using a metal insulated door unit, and that's a metal door that has uh, styrofoam basically inside of it. And, um, then fiberglass has been, has become fairly prevalent in the last 10, 15 years. And I like fiberglass doors a lot. And I like wood doors a lot. And insulate, metal insulated doors have their place as well. Um, so when you replace a, say a front door, say you just have a standard 36 inch front door, 36 inches wide by a, standard height, and uh, which I think is 84, 85 inches. If you want to replace that door, you don't typically just replace the door slab. You mm-hmm. replace the whole unit. So you've got to pull the trim off on the inside of the house in that area as well as what's on the outside. It may involve some cladding, things of the sort. And you want to put in the whole unit, meaning it's got its frame, it's weather stripping and everything that way. That way, it's a much more efficient door. If you try to just replace the slab and not the framing jams of it, yeah, you will have you will have a lot of air leakage, most likely. That's going to be a tremendous thing to try to fix versus just buying the pre-made unit and installing it. Is it true that we're just not to the point where you can market a door that's a standard size, or is it that they built my house and then they trim the door to fit it. I mean, I, I don't understand why I can't just plug something in. There's variance as well because of the weather stripping mostly yeah. and because your house settles okay. over time, like everything. You've got your, you're dealing with the earth that holds our house and things shift and change. Okay. So um, those are the main reasons, weather stripping and the shifting, which they're somewhat related basically. All right. We've got Steve in Chatham County. I should mention our number is 919-860-9783. Steve from uh, Chatham County, you're on with uh, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Hi, Steve. Hey, good afternoon. How's everybody? Good afternoon. We're good. Hey, Steve, good. Good. Dave, I've got an item for sale. Yeah! <laughs> you I, gotta, I truly you I, wait. I do have a serious question, but I, <laughs> man, I do miss I really do miss you as Trader Day. <laughs> Bless you. All right, so go ahead, Steve. This may sound unusual, <laughs> but, you know, it seems I'm having a, a problem. I want to replace our both our uh, our 
entryway door uh, and, and the main door. All doors that you go out to any of the, the, the uh, dealers, why is it they all open left to right? Can you buy a door or can, can I set up a door that opens right to left? You can order a door just, however you want it to open. Really? So it's just a matter of how you hinge it? Yeah, I mean, basically, you know, the standard is if you're walking out of your home, most doors, I guess, the doorknobs are on the left and they open to the right, they swing out. Exactly. Is that what right. you're saying? Mm-hmm. And right. maybe that's and because most people are right-handed. right-handed. I'm not sure what the reason is for that. But I am sure that you, I, I, well, I'm not sure. I, I'm absolutely sure that you can get a door to swing whatever you, way you want. So if you want it to swing the other way, um, you can get that made. They'll, they'll order that for you. You have to go to one of the supply okay. houses and tell them what you want, and they will special order it for you that way. Oh, okay. Because I've been to the, you know, the, the local hardware stores right. and, and looked, and, and nothing. I mean, they're all the same. Yep, uh, yep, most of them are. They're okay. carrying things that 98% of the, percent of the people are using, but you can get a door to open uh, left, outward, you know, with the doorknob on the right, swings out. Uh-huh. Why do you, is that the way yours is now? Are you left-handed, or what's the reason for that? No, my, my stepson is disabled, and okay. um, just our entryway is not suitable for him, the way he comes up it, um, right. and, you know, Trying to get in the door is really a struggle for him, right. uh, and and if he could open it in a, in in the opposite direction, I think he'd be a, a lot more stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just yeah. I have not been able to find any. Yeah, as yeah. far as just looking. Yeah. Well, oh, Steve, any, uh, local, any local building supply yeah. that sells doors can probably order those for you. Okay. Of course, the big stores like Home Depot and Lowe's can also order them. So that's not an issue. They'll make okay. them like that for you at the factory. Okay. Well, I need to stop and ask instead of just looking. So yep. Uh, yep. Because I was going to do it myself. I just I can't find anything. You could theoretically, Steve, flip the door upside down, but that would put the doorknob at the wrong height. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> and maybe the maybe the window too. If you got a window, <laughs> that's out. right. That's right. You're gonna have a window way down at the bottom. I know. Turn that into a turn that into a cat 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 door. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, Dave. I have an item I'd like to buy. No, no, you can't do it. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. You have a good one. Take care, Steve Take in care. Chatham Bye-bye. County. We're back with more and your phone calls. Should you place it at nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three, making your home great. With Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, and uh, myself, Dave Alexander, News Radio 680, WPTF. You know, not a bad couple of nights. We've got uh, a low tonight near 64. Today's about 88 and sunny. And then for tomorrow, a high near 91. Monday, a high near 91 as well with sunshine and clouds. It doesn't cool down through the work week at all. And we get sunshine and clouds, maybe thunderstorms late in this week. 88 now, Real Field 90, News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. 
Dave Alexander, myself, and Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. By the way, websites, if you want to write them down, the easiest one, I think, for me to remember is handyhelpers.com. And there is a contact button there, handyhelpers.com and highlandroofingnc.com. Or you can just call this show and talk to Tim Ferruzzi, 919-860-9783. So this fella, Steve, who's going to try to reverse the entryway door style of his house, Mm -hmm. he's literally going to have to take off the the framing of of the door. Are we yes, all? For sure. We're for agreed sure. on that. Like, yes. Okay. For sure, you have to do that, and um, and that's what we were talking about earlier. Even if you're keeping the door the same opening mm-hmm. uh, direction, you still want to do that uh, these days, just because heating and cooling cost so much money, and you want to make sure your weather stripping is working properly. So, right. trying to replace just the slab on the door is not really. Uh, the correct way to do it. And if you're doing a storage room door or something like that where it's not critical, that's not a big deal. But I would always recommend that you replace the whole unit, meaning the frame mm-hmm. with the slab itself. And, and and when you go to the supply houses, you can see that that's the way they're typically sold. Right. So um, the um, now, so as far as like uh, going to metal insulated doors, um, Hold on one second, yeah. uh, Dave. I will. I will. You're hearing from uh, Tim Ferruzzi, handyhelpers.com and highlandroofingnc.com. Uh, office number, if you want to talk to Tim some other time, you can dial him up, leave a message now at 919-676-5969. Yeah, Tim, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's all right. I, I, I'm prepared. That's why I'm here. That might be the only reason I'm here, but go ahead. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> metal insulated doors. Um, most homes that have had door replacements or their newer homes may be built in the 90s. Yeah. That's what they're using for their exterior doors. If they've got um, French doors that might go out onto a deck or your front door, or what might go into your garage, if you have a garage or your side door. Yeah. And the um, only difference that with that door is it's uh, it uh, does a better job at, at insulating. It's a higher energy efficient door than the traditional wood doors. Right. Just because of the foam that's inside of them. Disadvantage of them is if they get slightly um, knocked, they dent, uh, they can rust. You'll see a lot of times they're rusting around the bottom. Yeah. Um, if you've got moisture, you know, water issues around that area. And, um, um, and they're not as strong as you would think when people think of metal doors, they think, well, it's a metal door, but actually the cladding on it is, uh, very thin. It's probably three, maybe takes three or four sheets of paper and put them together. And that's about how thick it is. Wow. Okay. But mostly what it is, it's just styrofoam. It's just a heavy styrofoam on the interior and probably some other, some wood. There's some wood in there as well so that you can put in your. Um, your doorknob, so there is some strength around certain spots like that. Maybe it's your hinges, but predominantly it is just a piece of uh, styrofoam mm-hmm. with metal cladding on it. And then your fiberglass doors, which I really like. I've been pretty happy with fiberglass in the in the building industry. Um, 
I've got some fiberglass columns on the front of my house. Man, those things are strong. They yeah. hold the paint. Same with the doors. They hold the paint, and they're strong. They don't rust, and they look good. They just You can do so many different things with the fiberglass as far as textures. Yeah. Make a, you know, a fiberglass door can look like a wood door, you know, because of the textures you're able to do with fiberglass. And um, you can do a faux finish. You can do some painting that makes it look wood, even though it's a fiberglass door. So fiberglass door is what I recommend to most people when they're making a change. It does cost a little bit more. You might spend an extra $50, $60 for the door. So generally a, a standard front door for your house, like most people have, mm-hmm. that's not large with all the side lights and things or transoms, that's a $250, $300 door. Okay. So if, you go, if you upgrade to fiberglass, you're going to spend another $50, $60, $70 bucks because of the fiberglass, but it's well worth it. Tim, is it the kind of thing where I go to a catalog and I pick it out and they they send it to me or they send it to my builder? Uh, And and are we talking about dozens of types of doors, hundreds or potentially thousands of options? Oh, there's lots of options. It depends on what you want. What kind of window you want, if you want windows at all, what kind of texture you want. Um, You can even vary the thickness of the door, obviously commercial doors. Yeah are thicker than residential doors. Um, there's varying widths, 36 inches, 32 inches, and so on. Front doors are typically 36 inches. Yeah. you got to get furniture in and out of the house. Yeah. So, And most front doors are 36 inches. Some some might be 32 inches, and then some are wider. Yeah. See, 42 inch and 48 inch. And, thing, and then you get into a really fancy door, and you can spend $5,000 just buying the door, if not well, more. Well, I'm not interested in doing that, but I do want to get the overstuffed sofa in. And I yeah. live through this. You know what I'm saying, Tim? Mm-hmm. The yep. typical person moves four or five pieces of big furniture in that front door every few years. Mm-hmm. And it's too the, I find that most front doors are too small. Is that probably a 36-inch door? Well, um, yeah, it could be. It should be a 36-inch door. Okay. Uh, that's fairly standard. Um, but I, I think that uh, they uh, generally, uh, it depends on the piece of furniture you're bringing in. Like yeah. you said, a big sofa, that can present problems. Yeah. Um, and, and the you know, the furniture manufacturers, I guess, try to consider that, obviously. No, they're they like the hot dog out. people, Tim. They don't consider it at all. <laughs> it's like when you buy a package of eight hot dogs and you got to get 10 buns, okay? There's <laughs> no coordination at all between the door makers... <laughs> right? And the furniture. In fact, the furniture people are like evil in this particular regard. Let's make let's make the uh, well, feet know, the that don't come off. On purpose so that when yeah. you get it inside the when you're when you're moving it, <laughs> yes. it intentionally gets scratchy, you can't bring it back. Yes, that's right. That's right. And they'll never and they'll never take it out of their house. It'll stay in their house and they'll keep it. I don't know. It just it just hey, seems I've seen tough. Some properties where you didn't want to move the furniture because of the way the property was situated. So when you bought the house, you bought the furniture. <laughs> I understand <laughs> it. condos. I understand it. All right. Well, we got half the show or half this part of the show to talk about windows and anything else that we yep. missed about doors. But we're going to definitely yep. talk. I'm definitely going to ask you about doors because I've got, I've got a it's situation with my wooden door. Lovely, lovely door. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of flaking. The 
the finish is coming off it. Uh, so we're going to talk about that and anything that you listening on the radio want to talk about during this show. Uh, Making Your Home Great is the name of the show. Tim Ferruzzi's fellow you're hearing from. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And our number is 919-860-9783 on WPTF. Yankee Weather Forecast on News Radio 680 WPTF and Making Your Home Great. Sunshine clouds in 88. That's our current conditions and as warm as we're expecting it. Overnight low 64, then Sunday sunny and 91. We stay with the 91, 92, 93 high temperatures all the way to the tail end of the week. Right now 88 with a real feel of 90. News Radio 680 WPTF. Next week, the Man Expo. And a little bit from now, in fact, about a half an hour from now, John Raper of Floors to Go talking about floors. And between now and then, Tim Ferruzzi and I talking about windows and doors. Hey, Tim. Hey. Uh, oh, I so, forgot uh, to. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Tell, tell me about your wood door you were going to. All right. I, now, somehow the lower half of the door is getting more moisture on it than the upper half. I'm sure that makes sense to you because you even mentioned that sometimes there's some moisture on it. So now I, I, I'm going to take the thing off. I'm going to have somebody finish it and uh, put it back on. Do you have any idea what I should have them put on that so that I never have this happen again? Well, um, it is a wood a door. Lo- that's, a, that's a loaded question. It may okay. not be that easy. Let me give you an example of a, yeah. pro- of a project we did. Um, Barnes and Nobles have these two heavy wooden doors at the front of their property and they're they're stained if everybody's been in the barn yeah. bubbles. Yeah. And um, those doors continually peel and have all kinds of issues. So the only thing we could find that would work uh, for prepping those doors after we prepped them and got them clean and ready, we didn't completely strip them. Yeah. We came in with a high-quality marine-grade polyurethane, okay. and, and that seemed to solve the problem. It didn't yellow as much, and it didn't flake. It wasn't – obviously, that's a high-traffic scenario and so you've got oils off of people's hands and shoes and right you name it they're dealing with it in those doors so um something like that would work is i guess your door is a painted door is it a stained door no it's a stained door it's a beautiful door that's why i don't want to get rid of it and do something else it has nice intricate glass inside and you know i'm sure this is one of those four or five hundred dollar doors yeah so i think that you've got the right idea strip it down to whatever degree you're going to, and mm-hmm. maybe just go back with a high-quality polyurethane and consider the marine grade, because obviously if it's going to work in saltwater environments or, you know, on a boat, yeah, it will most likely work there. That makes sense. But you're going to pay for it. Oh, but I again, know I am. I... As, we talked about, yeah. as we talked about with painting last week, you get what you pay for when it comes to the products. Well, once you say once you say something like marine grade, that puts it a a step above what I'm getting at uh, the big box store. At least well, in my thought. Yes, yes, and you can order this stuff online, and and some of the box stores probably carry a more expensive polyurethane. You can yeah. just make sure it's an exterior grade product, and uh, you know you may be able to get something for forty or fifty bucks a gallon instead of a. $200 a gallon. Mm-hmm. Marine-grade right. stuff, the high-quality marine-grade stuff's going to cost you um, uh, $150 to $200 a gallon. Yeah, okay. I'm willing. 
I'm well. This is the front door. I want that to yep. look look nice. Yep. All right. So should we move into windows here? Yeah. Let's talk about windows. So there's lots of different types of windows. Uh, by the way, let's say one. Let's say one other thing about doors. Sure. Uh, most you know patio doors and French doors. People get a little confused, and and I've gotten confused over the years about what a patio door is versus what a French door. A patio door is what we would traditionally call a sliding door. It's mm-hmm. side to side on a track. It's usually a large door, one's fixed and one's not, and it slides over. That is what it truly is a patio door. Right. And it's one large glazed window, and, of course, they're um, uh, thermally insulated. Yeah. And uh, a French door which we attribute to being the doors on the interior going into a formal library. That's more of your traditional-looking door that uh, could go out onto a deck or a patio, but it's called a French door, and it has either one big piece of glass in it or half glass or Mm -hmm. many pieces of glass, 15 light, you name it. It it can be done several ways, but that's a, a French door versus a patio door. Most French doors are either wood, metal insulated, and now fiberglass. And of course, you can get other things if you're willing to spend more money. Yeah. And then the patio door, the slider door, uh, that typically is aluminum. And now you can buy those in various grades of vinyl. Right. So, and of course, all the glass in these windows nowadays and in the, in the products that you buy, that's going to kind of lead us into the window conversation they're they're uh thermal thermally insulated so that's either got argon gas either just you know or or is vacuumed out of all the air mm-hmm. maybe one or two other gases that are used but argon and and just vacuum vacuuming out the air are the main choice and it's got a butyl seal around it and that's what creates the dead air space mm-hmm. that you need um so there's U factors. Yeah. Um, there's the H S H G A uh, C factor. I always get confused because that's S H G C. Okay. And then you got the air leakage factor. So uh, all your doors will have that same rating on the window itself. And um, so just to mention that because that's kind of kind of lead us into the window types, and then we'll talk further about U factor and S H G C and air leakage. Okay. So on windows, you've got uh, single hung, which looks like a double hung window like most houses have. Mm-hmm. But single hung means one moves and one doesn't move. Okay. Double hung, both of them move. Um, and then you've got the awning windows, which is the old traditional style where maybe it cranks out and they kind of go up looking. They look like vents, yeah. you know, the old style. Sometimes you see them in these old houses or in the sunrooms and things. Yeah. And then you've got casements. Casements are windows that you also crank out, but they open uh, out like a door versus the awning window, which opens like a little vent and all these little windows open. The casement actually opens up like a door, but you crank it out typically. Yeah. And then the other type of window is a slider, which is very similar to the patio door we talked about. It's a slider window that just moves from side to side, and of course you lock it. And those can be made out of vinyl, solid vinyl, wood. They could be a vinyl veneer, 
with a wood interior if you want to have a stain grade. Some people don't want to do a solid vinyl window because they want to keep the inside of the house looking the same. Mm-hmm. So they want to be able to stain it. And there are some solid vinyl windows that do offer that, but you you know sometimes the color choices that they offer don't match the trim you have inside your house. So sometimes it's better to go with a vinyl veneer or an aluminum veneer window that has a stain grade wood interior. You okay. with me? Yeah. So it's just an exterior protection, but uh, um, it's just not wood on the outside. It's actually veneered, so you don't have to worry about it rotting as fast. Right. And then, of course, you get you got solid aluminum windows as well. And there's, I'm sure there's other materials, fiberglass. I'm sure I've not seen that out in windows yet, but I'm sure it's out there. It's just not as prevalent yet. Mm-hmm. So. Do you have any questions on that? Mo- yeah, most of energy? I'm assuming that what I have is some sort of vinyl or some sort of cladding on top of wood for my window. It's a standard window. It's got the little tiny buttons on the top. I slide her up, and she doesn't, she doesn't give me any trouble. Honestly, I haven't had to fiddle with those windows. Do you think that there's wood inside? Taking a guess. Well, I mean, you can you you would know because you're inside the house. No, I mean, I'm not seeing it. It's it looks like a plastic window. Oh well, no, that's a solid vinyl window. Solid vinyl, no okay. Wood inside of it. Okay. Yeah. They they would have eliminated the wood completely, and solid vinyl has probably got some aluminum um, aluminum framework of some kind on the interior to help give it some strength. Maybe some heavy vinyl as well. But that's usually a solid vinyl window if it's plastic inside and out. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it'll probably last uh, for a good long time then, right? There's yeah. hardly yeah. anything to rot. Yeah. I'd almost you know, have to you, ruin it. Yeah, and if you have a, a home where you're looking to replace the windows, a lot of times what you're going to go back with, the majority of people, is a vinyl replacement windows, a mm-hmm. vinyl replacement window, which we do that product as well, but... Uh, as in some of your high-end homes, they may not want to put a vinyl replacement window on. They may want to put in a whole, you know, traditional unit that has the stain-grade material on the inside and maybe a good quality aluminum veneer on the exterior. Um, so there's different choices you can do depending on your house. And, Tim, is it, again, the situation we had with doors? My dumb question, am I opening up a catalog, and, and are there dozens or hundreds or thousands of choices of what I could have. Yeah, um, you know, realistically, there are thousands, but geographically, uh, you're going to be somewhat limited, uh, and, and 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 feasibility, you're going to be limited. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it just depends on what you're looking for. Uh, most people are trying to keep the same look of what their home is now, so they're going to kind of stay in the general arena. Some may want to get away from the grids that they may have and say, hey, look, I just want the windows that have no grids or no mullions right. because I want to be able to see through it. Right. You know, a, lot of the, a lot of the vinyl replacement windows um, will have the mullions in them as well, but that's just copying what used to be when there were really true grids with separate pieces of glass. Is that what they're called, emoleums? Mullions. Mullions. Yeah, M-U-L-L-I-O-N-S, I believe is the way. And sometimes I see them pulled off glass, right? Grids, grills, right. there's different names okay. in the industry to call those. But uh, the vinyl replacement windows, these things are not even functional. They're just uh, they're just copying, giving you the traditional look of the old, of the house, the way it used to look, or the way the style of the house might be from, 
50 years ago, 100 years ago when right. they were building back then. All right. Ask Tim a question about windows, doors, or anything else about your house. And in the next hour, we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk just floors with John Raper of Floors to Go. That's on Making Your Home Great, News Radio 680, WPTF. News Radio 680, WPTF. Dave Alexander and uh, Tim Ferruzzi. And we are talking about windows and doors. Tim is uh, uh, with us by way of the phone, but that's all right. Uh, the AccuWeather forecast is as follows. Nice. Uh, really, honestly, I don't need to get any more detail than that. Sunshine and clouds, 88 today. Tomorrow near 91. Monday and Tuesday, pretty much the same. High near 91 with sunshine and clouds. You know, if you had a little breeze in there, it'd be all right. 88 now, Real Feel 90 News Radio 680, WPTF. And next hour, John Raper of Floors to Go. And Tim, we're talking about the, these doors, French doors and sliding doors. I got a sliding door that um, it's a little handyman issue, but I know a lot of people have had it. Tim, it's the hardest thing to open it now. It's like I'm sliding metal on metal. And I know, I know you've probably dealt with this a dozen or two times. The well, there's a little adjustment. There's a little adjustment screw there at the bottom uh, that you can adjust. And um, if your hardware is still good, yep. You know how, how old is the door? My hardware is still good. I want to let you all know that. Uh, Fifteen years, maybe. <laughs> and what it is? Well, what it is? My well, neighbor came by and did this. Let me just tell you what he did. He jacked it up a little bit with a pry bar. And so, and then having gotten it up a little, you know, off the ground, mm -hmm. he then adjusted the wheels mm -hmm. that I guess I, I knew were underneath there somewhere. And there's little screws, and he adjusted it, and he raised it up. And it lasts a few weeks, and, you know, now, now we're back metal on metal. Well, that means you've got to replace the door, most likely. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So let's, let's, we don't have but a few minutes here, yeah, so go let's ahead. talk about... Um, heat loss through through your windows and your doors. And by the way, next week we're going to be talking about exterior siding options as, as well as doing the man show. Yes. So you um, factor. There's First of all, the um, national penetration um, national penetration rating council, NFRC. It operates uh, basically a voluntary program that tests, certifies, and labels windows, doors, and skylights. By the way, that's another window, right. skylights. Yeah. So the NFRC, uh, they're one of the main companies that do the Energy Star, qualifying the windows and doors and skylights. And, mm -hmm. um, so you have heat loss from windows through windows and doors is usually done three ways. We talked about air leakage, which usually is around the door. Um, radiation of heat into the house and also into the walls and the furniture and the people. So obviously when you have heat in your house, it's going into your body and in your walls and furniture to heat those up. We've had that conversation in previous shows about, hey, should I turn my air conditioning or my heat down? And the efficiencies of doing that versus keeping them on has a lot to do with the absorption, uh, whether you save money or on that or not. So radiation is another form of, uh, of heat intake or outtake through windows and yep. direct conduction right through the glass. Um, so U-factor, that is the uh, rate at which windows, doors, and skylight conduct non-solar heat flow. 
So um, the lower the U factor, uh, typically the more energy efficient the window door skylight is. The lower the U factor. So when you're buying a window, you're wanting to see the U factor and you're wanting to see the other factor you want to look at is the solar heat gain coefficient, which is SHGC symbol mm-hmm. uh, acronym, SHGC. And that's a fraction of solar radiation admitted through a window door or skylight. So if you have a sunroom mm-hmm. where you want the the sun to go into and heat up the room in the wintertime, yeah. you would actually want the, the uh, SHGH to be um, uh, higher right? Because you want the solar heat gain to come through that window and heat up the brick tile floor or whatever. Um, whereas if you're trying to help with your cooling bills and, and decrease your cooling load in your house, you would typically want that solar heat gain coefficient to be uh, higher. Right. So in most cases, people are going to want a higher uh, SHGC uh, factor and in a few cases in the house, like maybe a special sunroom, you might want it to be a higher. So you just have to look at those factors. If anybody has questions, they can always call me or email me at handyhelpers.com. Um, or if you have questions on roofing, obviously highlandroofingmc.com. And, or call me at 919-676-5969. Be happy to come out and look at any situation you have. We don't charge for estimates. If you just want to call me, whatever, to ask advice, I don't mind doing that. I, I consult with people all the time, and, and, and I make money doing that because you refer me or you use me down the road. So I don't mind doing things like that. So anybody has questions on any of this stuff, I'd be happy to talk with them. Is there anything that I can do that, that makes sense uh, replacing, you know, I've got a 15-year, 15-year-old house more or less and a 15-year-old um, windows does it make sense to just go ahead and say, no, I, I really need to go more energy efficient? Or do you need more information? I mean, I'm- I need more information. There's lots of factors where your house sits, uh, where you're getting your weather, what mm-hmm. you have around your house. 15 years is not that long in my book. Mm-hmm. I would say if you're hitting the 25 year mark, okay. then it might be time to upgrade your windows. But I'd say 15 years, they're still young. And the when you say that these panes of glass are filled either with argon or some other gas, mm-hmm. and it, it, really they they need to hold that gas. Gosh, I didn't mean to say it that way, but they need to they need to maintain yeah. integrity. <laughs> well, if you see them clouding up, yeah, that means it's lost its seal. Okay. So if your windows are clouding up, if you've got a window that's clouded up here and there around the house, yeah, then that means that window has actually lost its seal and moisture's getting inside. That's what the clouding is, is moisture. So the seal's broken. Yeah. You're getting you're getting very little energy efficiency from that window. And in the wintertime, that window's going to feel colder than it should. And we're, as my dad used to say, heating the outside. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's still got some energy efficiency to it. It's not like right. you're rolling down the window. And, yeah. yeah. But it's, it's not nearly as efficient as it would be if it was correct, corrected replaced and you can replace those pieces of glass some some of the windows you can come in and replace the glass itself and order a new piece of uh, thermal unit that will fit into that window but uh, not in all cases but that is available we do that for people all right any questions about windows and doors feel free to aim them right at tim feruzzi the telephone numbers at 
Tim Gave or 919-676-5969. And then, of course, the website's handyhelpers.com and highlandroofingnc.com. And there's not not a lot of things in the house you don't do, right, Tim? We do most everything. Um, you know, we're, we don't do anything mechanically nor electrically, um, but... Um, we we have a knowledge of, of how some of that works and also of lots of other things. And if I don't know, I will tell you. Oh, that's a good thing. That's a good Or you find somebody on the team who does, I'm sure. Yep. Making your home great. Uh, the second hour features John Raper from Floors to Go. Hi, John. Yeah. Good. We get just a couple of seconds. News people want to want to read their news, and then after they're done, we're, we're picking it up. Annette Newell is in the newsroom, CBS News on duty also, and the second hour of Making Your Home Great with John Raper, Tim Ferruzzi, and Dave Alexander coming up on WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, Making Your Home Great. From 2 until 4 every Saturday, we talk about your house and how you can improve it or, or just keep it up. Depends on your your perspective on it. Tim Ferruzzi with us. I'm Dave Alexander and John Raper from Floors to Go. Hi, John. Hello there. It is good to hear from you. Good to have you here because when you're here, we learn stuff about floors. And Tim and I are very glad you're here. Um, We've got, you fed me a statistic off air that's amazing. It is documented that over 30% of all flooring consumers are not happy with their purchase. That's correct. Why? Now, I'm assuming that that's not at your place. These are not your customers. But why? Why would somebody be disappointed with what they purchased? Because they made a hasty decision. Uh huh. Or some fast talking salesman sold them something that they didn't really need. Yeah. Maybe they didn't realize the maintenance that was required to. The upkeep of the product. Right. The wrong color. Oh, yes. And mostly I think people just sometimes they rush it. So we encourage people that you're spending your hard-earned money and you want to be happy. So take your time and be sure and take samples home. So, What do you want people to do before they buy from you? We want to educate them when they come in. We ask them questions to find out what they're after, you know. Are you looking for carpet or some type of hard surface? Mm-hmm. What areas are you putting it in? Basement, kitchen, bedrooms, uh, a patio. Yeah. What kind of product, for instance, in a, a living room? There's a full range, isn't there? Just and about it, anything you can imagine in a living room. What are the factors that are going to inform that purchase? Well, I guess they would want to consider something with a hardwood look. Yeah. Or some people want it to be soft and they want to use a carpet, and then we have to go into stain-proof carpet. How many years are you going to live in the house? Uh-huh. Do, you have, do you have animals? Do you have kids? Uh, and then, I guess, uh, choosing the right style, the right look, a pattern carpet or just a plain carpet or uh, something with a small pattern. And then, uh, I guess, it would be how much do you want to spend? Yeah. The um, the the thing I got into was I got some of that 
snap together stuff. And I did it myself and me and a buddy. And we put this, this stuff together. But I don't think I bought the right stuff because I have pets and they splash their water. And I have kids and, you know, we have a, uh, they, they go and get ice from the, from the ice machine and the refrigerator. Right. And then the ice cubes sit on the floor. Yeah, you probably bought laminate, and that's a no-no. <laughs> what should I have bought? should have been a vinyl plank, uh, which is waterproof. It could have been uh, sheet vinyl that looks like wood or stone. The image of it has improved so much in every type of flooring. It's amazing. All right, I'm writing it down, vinyl plank. Because and what does it what does it look like? Is it is it the installation similar to what I did, which was a snap together on the long side and the short side, that right. kind of you, thing? You 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 join a tongue and groove together in a locking mechanism, and uh, it's basically going to look like stone or tile or granite or marble, or it can look like some type of hardwood. And the <laughs> imagery is, if you came to my showroom and I pulled a and you picked a hardwood. Yeah. I would go find a vinyl plank that looks just like it or very close to it and ask you to back off about five or six feet and tell me which one is which one <laughs> is real. And you got and you'd probably and you'd probably miss it. You well, you're probably right. You're probably right. How thick is this stuff? This vinyl planking I should have bought. It can run anywhere from about uh, an eighth of an inch to about three eighths of an inch. So the, it's it's very thin. Right. Well, the three eighths product would have to oh. be glued down. It's, it doesn't have a locking system. You got you got to get in three sixteenths of an inch to have a locking system, and it can go on up to about three eighths. I don't. You can get hardwood that has that also has a locking system. Uh huh. Most of that would not be over a half an inch as far as a locking system. Okay. All right, Tim. Jump in at will. Tim Fruzzi's with us. Of course, Tim is um, the handy helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Uh, yeah, well, I was going to comment on the uh, the vinyl plank uh, flooring. Yeah. I'm a big fan of that product. I've been impressed with that uh, uh, product. And, uh, John, you're right. You can look at it and after it's installed, and it looks very, very similar to um, hardwood floor or whatever type of floor you're trying to mimic. And uh, the nice thing about it is it's, um, there's no polyurethane to deal with. It's it's moisture resistant. It's durable. It's affordable, and um, I've been very impressed with it. When you walk across it, gentlemen, does it sound solid enough? Because I've walked across a fair number of floors, make me sound like I'm a tap dancer. Well, the um, the vinyl planks can come with a cork backing. Uh huh. They can come with a a, a dense foam rubber. Right. Man- Mannington makes that product. Uh, or we can put a sep- separate product like the floor muffler to make it quieter. It's not as noisy as laminate. Yeah. If you were going to buy laminate, don't buy the cheapest thing. Buy a 12 millimeter. That's very strong. Your locking system is the strongest it can be, and it's a lot quieter because you've got a lot more thickness and weight and strength there. Yeah. We almost bought a house that had, had a, a floor that just sounded... It was far too loud. It was tick-tack, tick-tack, tick-tack. That was definitely laminate. Definitely laminate. Mm -hmm. And this floating concept, how long has that been going on? Because John's been selling flooring for a long time, and floating floors didn't exist for a while. Right. The first uh, time I saw a a floating floor, that would have been been Pergo about Uh 20 years ago. We were the first dealer in Raleigh to carry a Pergo display. Yeah. And so we went off that with a bang. We used to come to WPTF yeah. and take a high heel 
when Donna Mason was here, you, you may have heard of Donna Mason. Yes, of course. Yeah, yes. So we would take a vinyl, I mean, a, a pergo plank and take a high heel and bang it. And, and over the radio, people would hear it. And so that got their interest. So we'd get phone calls like crazy. We'd go out and measure jobs and install the, the, the pergo the old-fashioned way. No click together. It was glued together and take straps and, and crank it real tight together. And then in a few years, they came out with, with the locking system. But that product was made in Sweden originally and imported to the US, USA. Now every major manufacturer of laminate flooring has, has it uh, in the United States. All right. What else? What else can I put on my floor and make it look like? I, I mean, I, I, I want it to look like hardwood. I really do. You want me to have vinyl plank. What if I really want hardwood? Well, if you, if you want real hardwood and you have, let's say you have a dog that's 45 or 50 pounds or heavier, uh-huh. he's going to destroy an oak. Really? Unless he's very old and can't get around much. So you'd want some type of a wood, uh, a Brazilian hardwood, which starts off at about 24 to 2600 PSI. I think Brazilian cherry is 2600 PSI. Yeah. Strand bamboo goes from 3000 to 5000. So that's uh, the strand bamboo is the hardest product that looks like a hardwood. It can be stained different colors, uh-huh. and there's no dog alive that can hurt that. Not and a woman with the high heel with one of those stiletto heels, even with the screw miss, even with a little tip missing and that yeah. little round screws exposed, she yeah. can't she can't hurt a strand bamboo. Strand bamboo. I'm writing mm-hmm. it down, but I still think it's easier just to leave the front door open, yeah. and let the dog go. <laughs> you know, you yeah. know. Frankly, if he's going to ruin my floors, All right. But uh, all right, so vinyl plank flooring, I've just made my purchase here. Um, we're talking with John Raper of Floors to Go, myself, Tim Ferruzzi, and you. Call us up if you've got a question about flooring, whether it has to do with this vinyl planking or or, or, or anything from, from stone to, to tile to carpets, go ahead, call us up. He's been doing this for a while. He knows what he's talking about. John Raper from Floors to Go on News Radio 680, WPTF, and making your home great. News Radio 680, WPTF. AccuWeather forecast includes a warm day today, hot day tomorrow, and continuing, I call it hot, 91 or so for the next couple and uh, up to 92 and 3. Uh, by Wednesday. Right now it's 88, hardly cloudy, absolutely the word rain is not in our forecast till about Friday or Thursday at least. Right now it's 88, Real Field 90, News Radio 680 WPTF. Uh, telephone number here is 919-860-9783 to talk with uh, Tim Ferruzzi and of course Dave Alexander, that's me, and but more than likely John Raper. Of floors to go. John's given me during the commercial break an education about the hardness of woods and about the modern uh, modern developments. John, you've been doing this how long? Uh, forty-two years. Forty-two years. Now, mm-hmm. forty-two years ago, what were you putting down on regular people's floors? Everybody was covering their hardwood up with nice soft carpet. They were. My Seriously, parents did yes. the same thing, yes. You buy a house now, an old house built in the <laughs> 60s or 70s, and you just hope and pray you've got that old hardwood under the carpet. And you got they a gold were, mine if you do. Yeah, because it didn't. You know, sometimes you. I know that you've done this. You take up a carpet and you look at it, and the hardwood is, it's like a, nobody's walked on it. Yeah, looks good. It was installed, and then there, there went the carpet. But you were putting down hardwood. 
Right? Is some hardwood back in those days. Some hardwood. You See, were putting happened, on carpets. Yeah. Now, now hardwood is a luxury. Back in those days, carpet was a luxury. Because really? hardwood was cheaper, yeah, to, to and make carpet. And was it, uh, it was related to that. Uh, was it also related to the energy costs and people were trying to, uh, I had kind of heard tell of that. Is that true? Uh, it may like have been a little bit the factor, but energy cost. But my mom and dad covered their hardwood because they wanted it to be soft and have a cushion under it. But okay, uh, so and they yeah. built they built a custom home in 1959, a nice custom home. And so here's what they got in the in the the bathrooms and the kitchen. They got uh, asbestos tile. It looked, it looked like cork, yes. nine, nine inch squares, and the rest of the house had hardwood. So later on, they got carpet because everybody was covering their heart. Because back then, you had to get bowling alley wax, and you had to get on your hands and knees and scrub that stuff and get that hardwood shining. It was hard to maintain that stuff. You didn't like Nowadays, it. Nowadays, right. polyurethane makes it easy. And I'm assuming that all, all of it's gotten easier and all of it's gotten better. Yes. Every, everything has improved as far as ease of maintenance, and everything now has good, really good warranties. If you don't buy the very bottom of the line, you've got good warranties. Yeah. And if you stand behind those, if you do what you're supposed to do as a consumer, the manufacturers will stand behind the warranties. And you're not going to Yeah, go ahead, Tim. Sorry. John, what year was it when they stopped using uh, asbestos and flooring? Uh, the federal government started in 1980 uh, with any industry, anything to do with flooring. I'm not sure about other industries, but with flooring, they gave them five years. It had to be asbestos-free by 1985. Most manufacturers were asbestos-free within two to three years. Mm-hmm. So in the 80s. So right. if you've got, if you're coming into a house and looking at reflooring and the house was built in the 70s, uh, that's a consideration, uh, whether you pull up the old vinyl that might be uh, uh, up under the plot, under the layer of Luan or uh, that might be in the kitchen, whether you decide to pull that up or leave it and just encase it again. Right. I just uh, put hardwood in a house uh, a couple of days ago. Well, actually, we finished last night, actually. Uh, started a couple of days ago, and they had sheet vinyl that was uh, that was. The house was built in 1980, I believe. Yeah. So it was the the, the bottom layer definitely would have had uh, vinyl. I mean, we had asbestos. The top layer probably did not. But we have to be mindful of that. Uh, if and if a person, we we we're usually going to cover it with some type of uh, underlayment, luon or whatever, or birch underlayment, and just go on top of it. And uh, that way yeah. we don't get in trouble. Your best advice. Yeah, if you're doing hardwood, you would definitely yeah. cover with that. If you were doing vinyl, you'd put a layer of plywood, right? Luon or right. whatever over it. Well, that the hardest thing perfect. for me as a as a flooring person, the hardest thing for me to deal with is transitions. Because yeah. you have to, mm-hmm. when you've got something already down, your hardwood, and you want to, and, and uh, you have an on-site finished hardwood, and you want to match it with a pre-finished then you've got your, your transition. We've got to take up something in the kitchen or the hallway or whatever room it might study or office, and we've got to take up something to get down to that. Now, if we have, if we have a, a layer of plywood with a layer of vinyl on top of it and we know that that vinyl des- definitely has asbestos, we can take that up attached to the plywood and not, and not get in trouble. Mm-hmm. We're it, doing a large floor job now. Uh, where there were some structural issues, and it encompasses the uh, family room, dining room, and kitchen, and foyer, and bathroom. And uh, he's a he's an avid listener, and um, 
we've done a previous project for him. So we had to actually come in and take up his hardwood in his kitchen and dining room, pull back his carpet and padding, uh, take out the underlayment floor, which is five-eighths, and then we had to go into the subfloor, take that up at the um, girder area and, and repair all the girders, reinstall new subfloor, and then we went back with a five-eighths plywood underlayment. Uh, the uh, RIT uh, product, um, it's a real plywood. And uh, versus half-inch underlayment, that, that five-eighths plywood made a big difference. And it's got a really nice smooth A-side finish on it. So whatever, you know, obviously we're going to put the, the plank flooring back in the kitchen and then the hardwood in the uh, the dining room and um, made, it, it's just that, that underlayment, the 5 8 inch mm-hmm. underlayment versus going back with a particle board makes such a huge difference. Right. And going up with that extra thickness. Right. I so wouldn't I even anybody that's recommend particle that's board. Yeah. Doing that to make sure they've got the right plywood sizes, you know, because I've seen jobs where you put a nice hardwood down and they skimped on the underlayment or the subfloor and they had the hardwood really never performed the way they wanted it to because of what was below it. Right. Well, n- nowadays the. National Hardwood Flooring Association, uh, the the criteria, and most manufacturers would say it's got to be at least three quarters of an inch of something, and it would yeah. not be particle board. But uh, yeah. I tell you, if you're building, a, if you're going to build a new house, I would recommend using Advantech. Then you can go on top of that with anything you want to. Yep. Yep. So, what's the difference between John uh, between you know, back in the day, you used to hear the word linoleum and mm-hmm. congoleum. Uh, can you kind of talk about that? Are those manufacturers? Is that a product? What is that? Congoleum is a manufacturer um, okay. in the in the world of sheet vinyl flooring, which started in the late fifties. Uh, you've got congoleum, Armstrong, Mannington, Tarquette, and there used to be one more. Can't think who that is right now. Okay. Domco, Domco. So those are sheet vinyl, and that means your top, the, the pattern was printed on with a machine, yep. and the top layer is vinyl. A lot of people come in and say, I've got linoleum in my kitchen, and I know that they're talking about sheet vinyl. They, okay. So those were your, see, Congolium was your brand name. And so okay. now you've got linoleum, the, the old-timey floor that was invented in the late 1800s, early 1900s, is still made in Ireland the same old-fashioned way. Very expensive, but it's 99% green, uh-huh. and it's just like laying, pl- laying plywood if you're laying it in the wintertime. It only comes in 6 foot 7 inch widths because it's so hard to handle, and that would be linoleum, and they, they've improved it a lot. In the, if you've got some, there's no patterns. There's just little design patterns. Uh, the way it's made is amazing. People are starting, they even make a checkerboard. Uh, you, you can do like, like uh, squares uh-huh. and, do, and do a checkerboard. But so a lot of people that want very, something green, the they, they— is very durable. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's it's actually been used on battleships. It's used in hospitals. Uh, if you go in in just about all the hospitals in the area, you'll see them. You'll see the old timey linoleum in the hallways, and they make different patterns out of it. And they've got it shined up. To, you, you can see your face in it. Yeah, I think my grandfather has that in his house. It's got a green. It's a green. Uh, you can tell it's the era it came from. It looks like a tile, but. Uh, 
has had no issues with that thing at all. And it's been there, I bet you, 30, 40 years. Right. Well, it's a, it's, I wouldn't want it in my house, but I'm not a contemporary person. I'm more traditional, but uh-huh. people that were modern, contemporary, the, you, can, you can create patterns and designs out of the product. It's mm-hmm. not cheap to do that, to, to do those little designs. I mean, little custom designs. If you wanted a, a star of Bethlehem, and you could do that, or you want to, uh, you, you want to make a fish. I mean, anything you can imagine. So I like I, 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 these things. Come out. How large are they? Uh, well, the linoleum sheet goods start off in uh, six, uh, fourteen by fourteens, and they go to and they make twenty by twenties. And the sheet goods is six feet seven inches wide. But they also make pre-made uh, inlaid patterns, or you can get an installer to make a custom-made pattern for you. All right. Annette Newell in the newsroom. We'll hear from her in seconds. Another half hour with John Raper from Floors to Go on Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. We're going to bottle and sell or record and sell the conversations that happen during the commercial breaks and during the news. Uh, Tim Ferruzzi with us. We also have John Raper from Floors to Go, and we are talking about floors on making your home great. Please do call up. Consider this an opportunity to talk to a flooring professional without the possibility that he's going to sell you something. I don't know what it is that people don't want to come into someplace and talk to somebody, right? That's right. we, We just... We, we say, what can I show you? And I'll say, I'm not here to sell you anything. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to educate you, and then you can go shopping anywhere you want to, and you'll know more than the average retail person that's in a sales, uh, on, on, on the sales floor. It is unlikely that John is going to sell somebody something or even try on the telephone today, on the radio. He just wants to give you some information and some advice. 919 860 9783-919-860-9783. John. So John, John. Yeah. Yes, sir. told me because I'm coming in your store either tomorrow or Tuesday and picking up the hardwood for the job we're doing. Okay, all right. So it works. <laughs> it works. Okay, other than Tim Ferruzzi, nobody else is probably going to get sold flooring by John today because John's not even going to try for the rest of the day. Okay? He just wants to give you some information. I see hardwood in the powder room. I said bathroom. You corrected me. The downstairs half bath. Is this okay? Is this typical now? Yes. If you were were to buy a new house right now, more than likely the hardwood that's downstairs is going to be carried right on into the kitchen Mm -hmm. and right on into the, the powder room. Definitely would not recommend it where you've got a shower or a tub. Okay. You'd normally use tile. Or something of that nature. But there's still hardwood. A new house now has got hardwood in the food preparation area, stretching all the way to the dining room and to the powder room, the half bath. Most of them do. There's a few of them that put ceramic or porcelain in the kitchen part. Are you suggesting that? The hardwood or the ceramic? I wouldn't put hardwood in my kitchen. Okay. Because we're, you know, you're you're spilling things, you're dropping a can of uh, beans uh-huh. or something. You're yeah. dropping a knife. You're uh, you got bar stools sliding back and forth. And you got the doggy drinking out the the water bowl, and it's just. Uh, yeah. But anyway, a lot of people don't. They don't care. Let's 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 do hardwood. Okay. Can I buy a ceramic product? Can I buy a tile that looks like 
hardwood or you sure can imitates it ceramic or porcelain looks and the imagery in that's proved improved drastically too it looks so good hmm all right but the difference between a vinyl plank and vinyl tile right versus ceramic and porcelain if you drop a bowling ball or look let's say you yeah, you're not gonna walk around a house with a boat, but if you drop a hammer or something very heavy, yes, on a ceramic or porcelain, you can actually crack it. Whereas vinyl plank or vinyl tile is not going to do that; it's not going to shatter. Okay, and it can be grouted. The, the vinyl tile can be grouted. Not everyone, but most of them can. And the vinyl tile, if I do happen to drop that, that it's hammer, not going to shatter. It's not going to shatter. Right, it will not shatter. Like and that. it can be grouted or butted together. Okay. The the tile can cost just as much as a real piece of tile. Yeah. But uh, the labor's a whole lot less. Oh, it is? Because mm-hmm. I'm not paying somebody to grout. Right. Well, you don't have to put con- – there's no need for concrete board. Right. It can go over plywood or or, or it can even go over some, uh, something like, uh, I guess, sheet vinyl if it's glued down. We yeah. We can do some invol- embossing level. It can go over concrete. Okay. Mark in Youngsville has a flooring question. Mark, you are on Making Your Home Great with Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing and also John Raper from Floors to Go. Hey, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm fixing to redo the floors in my kitchen, in my living room, in my hallway, and I'm really interested in that really thin vinyl flooring. Uh, Right now in my living room, I have carpet. In my kitchen, I've just got regular vinyl uh, that rollout stuff. Right, she now, goods. My, con- mm-hmm. my concern is the distance between my my wash my dishwasher and my countertop. Uh, raising that floor that much to make my dishwasher clear. Uh, you're talking about using vinyl plank, or you talking about sheet vinyl? Uh, the vinyl plank, like vinyl. About, when it's waterproof and really right. really durable. Right. Yeah, that would be anywhere from five sixteenths to, um, I mean, that would be anywhere from a quarter, uh, let's say, three sixteenths to three eighths of an inch. So usually a dishwasher has at least an inch and a half, inch and a quarter to an inch and a half of uh, play uh, on those legs. Uh, t- probably okay. Tim could make a comment on that, but we've, we have trapped people's dishwasher in uh, years ago when we weren't too smart. And <laughs> and uh, we, we forgive put, you. We put three quarter hardwood in, so we had to come and tear the wood out. We didn't have to, but we went and tore some some of it out and let yeah. them get the dishwasher and then run it up under there. But uh, now, uh, once I once I do those three areas, the kitchen, living room, and hallway. Later on, if I want to do my my bedrooms, can you merge that material together pretty easy or not? Um. We would probably be, we could run it in such a way that we could tongue and groove and as we would start with a full piece in the bedroom doorway and run it so that we would tongue and groove into it to continue on. The problem would be uh, if you pick something now, it might be dropped, you know, four or five years later. Uh, right, right, But it right, might right. be in the line, you know, six or eight years. You never know. But, right. But if we knew that when we... Uh, did your job, we could install it in such a way that we could continue it in the future and you wouldn't know that it was that it was joined together. Okay. Well, I'll visit your website and find out where you are and come down and talk to you in person. Okay. Well, give us a call. Hey, I'll talk to you in person. Give me a call. Mark, his website is raleigh.floors2go.com. But if okay. you But if you 
if you Google search Floors to Go, yeah, you, will, you will just have to go ahead and add the word Raleigh gotcha. to your okay. Google search. Right? It's raleigh.floorstogo.com. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yes, sir. You're All welcome. Right. Thank you, Mark. Bye. Bye. And that is a, a consideration. You got you to gotta think about appliances. I yeah, think that, I don't think. I, yeah, go, Tim. I don't think he's going to have an issue with his uh, with his dishwasher pulling out the vinyl. Uh, assuming he's taking the old vinyl sheet goods out and, and adding this basically quarter inch product is uh, when you say three sixteenths, right? Three sixteenths to three eighths, John. Is that right? That's right. It's a, it's about three eighths of an inch if you have the foam on the back or the cork on the back. Otherwise, it would be minus one sixteenth. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, otherwise he's in, you know, if he does have an issue with height, then maybe he's got three layers of floor there and he's in a house that was built 70 years ago, and uh, but the chances of that are minimal. That's right. But we would we would check all that out nowadays and be sure right. that we were that we didn't have didn't didn't cause him any problems. Amen. Like yep. Amen. It's a cabinetry issue. At that point, as soon as John is gone, it's a cabinetry issue. Call the cabinet guy. <laughs> have him lift the countertop off. It's yeah. not our fault. Right. No, it's a, you, you, like you said. Yeah, this came up at some point when we weren't smart. That was a long time ago, John. Right? That's right. Probably 30-some years ago. 37. Who, who knew? <laughs> yeah. Who knew? But now we know. And you just want to not hire somebody who is going to make that mistake again. That's right. John hadn't done that in 30 years. Yeah. He's a very honest man. I like this. I like this conversation we learn about stuff. Do people take their time picking out flooring, John? If they come to my store, they do. <laughs> okay. You slow them down? Well, yes, I do. I, you know, I try to ask the questions so I can know what they have in their mind. Everybody has seen pictures, or they've uh-huh. been to their neighbor's home, and or their sister that lives in California. They went to visit her, and they want what she has. That happened, that type of thing. So they come back with a brand name and a color. So, and usually we we have it, or we can get it. But, but yeah, don't uh, don't if. I mean, if you if you put you decide to put your house on the market, and this is a quick thing, you got to get out of town real fast because you got a big super job waiting. Then, yeah. then uh, yeah, you might want to hurry up. You don't want to take two weeks to make a decision. Is it a color thing that m- people make mistakes on, or is it a product idea? Because I've been told, for instance, my house, the living room small. They say don't put anything dark there, right? Because it makes the floor look, or it makes the house look small. The first question that we ask after, you know, what what look do you want? Is it a hardwood or hardwood look or carpet or tile or what, whatever? Yeah. Uh, or you want a pattern carpet? Then then we want to know, are you selling your house anytime soon? Yeah. If you're going to sell your house, I'm going to put some cheap polyester in there. Really? Yeah. But, I mean, I mean if you're going to be there, yeah. if, if you're selling your house in the next six months, why spend the money on nylon? You're, okay. just, you're just leaving money on the table. Now, at least you've got a $900,000 house, and you, and you, want, to, you want to get a 40-ounce nylon. But, but I do probably a fourth of my business is what they call move-out carpet from realtors in Durham and Chapel Hill and Raleigh and Cary. And I, I do work for a ton of realtors. Yeah. They call me up and say, here's the address. Go measure. We want move-out carpet. So based on the price range of the house, I'll <laughs> pick the carpet for them. It's going to be neutral. It's going to be builder's beige or something in that neighborhood with a little gray in it, maybe. Uh huh. And then, and based if it's a 
if it's a $200,000 house or $800,000 house, I'm going to gauge the, the quality based on that, but it's not going to be expensive. It's going to be, it's going to be polyester. All right. Well, but if I you want to live there, I'm not going to let you buy polyester. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, you're going to have a problem with me. <laughs> yeah. John, when we come back from the commercial, let's talk about padding and, and the weight of padding. All right. Yes, under, sir. Under the carpet. And I want to talk about maintenance for the house I'm living in and that carpet. And I also want to talk about this high-end stuff. I don't want to talk about the, the builder's grade or whatever. I want to you know, yeah. talk about this good stuff because a lot of people listening to the show are going to stay in their house. We'll talk more about this coming up. 919-860-9783 is our number. Talk to John Raper from Floors to Go by dialing that number on making your home great. Who's gonna tell you when? News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. John Raper from Floors to Go is in studio your last 10 minutes to ask him a question. 919-860-9783. AccuWeather forecast is easy, partly cloudy and relatively warm the next few days. High near 88 today. 91 tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Late in the week, possible thunderstorms. 88 degrees at this moment, Real Field 90 News Radio 680, WPTF. Dave Alexander, John Raper, and Tim Ferruzzi. And you wanted to talk about what, John? You wanted, um, you wanted to talk about, we wanted to talk, Tim, myself. Was about carpet We want to talk about carpeting. The carpet cushion, yeah. Yeah, carpet padding, cushion yeah. and right. padding. Well, uh, what should I do here? The professionals use uh, use cushion now because it sounds it, it sounds nicer. <laughs> Does it really? Okay, yeah. okay. cushion so, then. So yeah. basically, ninety nine jobs out of a hundred, we're going to use what we call a rebond pad. Uh huh. It can be all virgin material. It's going to be seven sixteenths to a half an inch, a half an inch thick, and all the manufacturers require it to be eight pounds per cubic foot. Uh-huh. Where they use a quarter inch, three eighths, uh, seven sixteenths, or half an inch. It has to be eight pounds, and they will not warrant anything over a half an inch thick. So you can use four pound, five pound, six pound, eight pound. And but, it matters what you put up underneath it for the warranty of the carpet, but also the life right. of the carpet. You have to use an eight pound pad for it to be under warranty. If, if you filed a claim with the yeah. with the, the cushion. Uh, I guess it's basically decomposing in a few years, and yeah. and somebody came out to look at it, and they it was not eight pound. They would deny your claim. Uh, Tim, do you have more on that? So the the the, the uh, eight pounds per square foot, and I've always heard that six pounds, eight pounds. They have a four pound out there too. Well, it starts off at a at a four pound, but I have I haven't yeah. sold any four pound in years. Long it used to time, be yeah. a four and five was the standard, and then it was six is the standard, and now it's eight is the standard. And the carpet mills require the eight pound. And here's the reason: if you have a seam in a in a heavy traffic area, and mm-hmm. you're walking across that seam day in and day out, you're putting pressure on that seaming tape to break loose. So, a real thin, flimsy, or well, not thin, a very low weight or low density like a four uh, five pound or six pound is going to make that it's going to make that seam work up and down more because you're sinking your foot sinking into that carpet and moving that that seaming tape Makes with sense. an eight pound pad it's denser and you don't even feel the floor through it so if i'm selling a a, a very inexpensive carpet for a move out for a realtor yeah. i'm i'm going to use eight pound because it makes a a, a 25 ounce carpet feel heavier 
Yeah, and it's a, it's a more comfortable um, feel when you're walking through the house. Um, you it's know, more plush the, feeling, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want that. So well, is that is 8-pound the top, or is there a 10 and 12-pound? Well, I've heard they make a 9, but I've never seen it. But they do make a 10. But that basically, they used to use that for uh, for Berber carpet. But yeah. the 8-pound is just fine. All the mills will, will warrant that. And they're too hard. You know, you, you don't want to have a hard fit. You want it to give a little bit. So that's right. per cubic foot, eight pounds per cubic foot. Right. All right. I've got Joel in Durham with a vinyl flooring question. Joel, you are on with John Raper from Floors to Go. Thanks a lot. Hey, well, John. Hey. Uh, I've got a joining edge of sheet vinyl. I've got two fish mouths in it about an inch across. They're in uh, four inches apart. Is there any solution for that? You've got two what now? I missed that one. Fish mouths. Fish, F-I-S-H. Right, where the... M-O-U-T-H-S. The the vinyl is raised up. His vinyl is raising up. up. It's curling up. Add a seam, Joel. Yep. Yeah. So it it is the seam is coming apart, right? Yes. Okay, so it's not joining something else and curling up. It's just the seams. Okay. Um, do you know if the vinyl is loose laid or glued down? It's glued down. Okay, so how old, how old is the vinyl? Oh, it's been there a while, about nine years. Okay, you probably would not. I could send one of the best installers in Wake County out, which my guys has been with me since 1985, but he probably could not He, he, he could not improve on that, I don't think. very. He, maybe a little bit. More than likely, you're going to have to get new vinyl. Okay. Sorry for the bad news, but that's the fact. Well, life goes on. We appreciate appreciate you calling in. Righto. Bye-bye now. Joel, thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Obviously, somebody else did it. It wasn't John. Well, John didn't do it. It could have been, uh, you know, anything that old, but it could have not been the right seam sealer or no seam sealer at all. Yeah. But when my guy makes a seam, you can't even find the seam. Good for him. They even make seam sealer that's low gloss now for the vinyls that's not shiny anymore. I like it. You know, one thing you could do, John, too, if that's at a doorway, and we're assuming it's not, but if it's at a doorway, he could probably just put a little transition strip across there to buy some time until he does replace the vinyl. Oh, yeah, he could go to Lowe's or Home Depot and buy a little, uh, maybe a half an inch wide, three-quarter inch wide flat metal and put that down. I, bet, I was trying to understand if it was a seam or if it was curling up uh, at a doorway. So, yes, if it's just curling up, then you can take care of that with a little inexpensive piece of metal, and the nails come with it. Yeah. I buy some carpet. I have to maintain it because I've got a warranty. What do I need to do to my carpet if I if I buy some really good carpet that I'm you know I want these folks to stand behind? The first thing you have to do is is have your manufacturer's warranty yeah and manufacturer's care and follow that. Mm-hmm. If you do what they say to do, and the number one thing is have it professionally cleaned mm-hmm. every uh, four to, uh, every eighteen months. It used to be every twenty four months, mm-hmm. and it has to be what we call hot water extraction or steam cleaning. Like you guys advertise, advertise Zero Res. Yes. I have a daughter that does that called Steam Pro. Okay. Same thing. You have to have it professionally clean. Now, if, if you don't want your warranty to be in effect, like if you had a stain and it wouldn't come out, and you, and you could not prove that you had had it cl- cleaned every 18 months, they would deny the claim. I've had six claims in four years, and only one was denied. She went six months past her cleaning time. Mm-hmm. And back then it was every, every 24 months. Now it's 18 months. They... Um, they replaced uh, 
four carpets in the in the areas that would not come clean. Mm-hmm. That's usually what it is. Uh, or the stain wouldn't come out totally. Right. And then one guy had three huge dogs, and they were killing the carpet, and they were inside, outside dogs, and that was the Shaw carpet, and they gave uh, him a new carpet, but he had to pay for the labor. The dogs didn't realize what was indoor and what was outdoor? Well, Is that the, the evidently issue? Evidently not, because they were, if it's a, a cheap Berber, and we put it in, because yeah. he picked it out, and yeah. he didn't want to spend the money on it, but but this time he upgraded, and uh, and but all, all he had to do was just pay the difference in what he had bought before and pay the labor, but Shaw gave him a uh, new carpet, and Mohawk would do the same thing. And the warranties on these are how long? Uh, the, some of the warranties are actually lifetime. Wow. If, if you buy a good carpet, a solution-dyed nylon carpet, no polyester stuff, well, the um, the smart strand by Mohawk would be fine, too. That's, yeah. a, that's a glorified polyester, but it's, a, it's a, actually a new category of flooring. But I would say you solution-dyed nylon, and if we had more time, I would explain that to you maybe next time. Well, you're going to be on again. We're okay. gonna have we're gonna have John back to talk about floors with us, but I don't want to pretend that the show's over. We got another minute and a half to play with here. Right. The um, the this lifetime warranty, really? Right. My lifetime or the house? The life as long as you live in your <laughs> house. And in some cases, the yeah. warranties are less, but they would they would also it would be a transferable warranty. So wow. if you sold your house. Um, and they would that warranty could be given to the piece that people that bought it. But those warranties, there's usually about ten different warranties. They even have a ten year no wrinkle warranty. If we power stretch it, yeah, and it has a high peak backing, the uh-huh. mill says if it wrinkles for ten years, they'll pay me to go back out and restretch it. Tim, f- yeah, Tim ten figured years. out a way for me to get a fifty year warranty on my roof, right, Tim? Uh, yep. Yep. I'm going to get the carpet. From you guys, and I want the lifetime. You can and get it, lifetime and I'm stain, forever in it. lifetime stain, lifetime wear, lifetime texture retention. I made probably twenty years against manufacturing defects. That's a that's that's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. How about uh, how about the other flooring that that you have, tile and 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 some uh, of those hardwood. are lifetime also, and some yeah. of them might be fifteen or twenty years depending on what it is. But <laughs> most warranties have in, have improved drastically. Well, the best warranty of all is picking out a good person to deal with. You just heard from John Raper from Floors to Go. Call him up or go to the website. Here's the website, raleigh.floorstogo.com. Raleigh.floorstogo.com. Next week, we are at the Man Expo talking about exterior siding with Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander.